the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome again to Isaiah 61. Uh, and God is doing amazing things. I'm glad that you sharing the testimony and how, you know, the fact that God moves, moves in, in mysterious ways. And even during these times that his grace and mercy has been extended to us and continues to just fool us and cause us to overflow with goodness that's what the world needs i'm glad that you have not given up on god and you're staying on his promises standing firmly on his promises rooted in the fact that he is the author and finisher of your faith and um, today i'm excited because uh, we i have another guest with me here today Uh, he needs no introduction but in case this is your first time um tuning into this show this uh, will be your introduction to michael grace a prophet a humble servant of the lord um welcome mike thank you it's good to be here today pastor solomon okay awesome now today um god has put something on your heart to share with people and to just be that conduit through whom god will speak and um challenge you know, correct, encourage um, the hearts of people. So, you know, let's let's start. So we start. We got together uh, about two years ago, some something, and um, um, the relationship started to build up from there. And um, since then, um, very incredible. You know, just your level of commitment to the gospel, to excellence. And to um, also mentoring others, you know, I I see a grandstand is in the studio here, and um, just the interaction, the relationship, and how he's just comfortable around you. That's that's that speaks volumes, and it's it it looks like from observing people get comfortable around you. Uh, what what is the secret? So for me, I. I don't know that I would necessarily call it a secret. I, I just, I had learned at an early age to treat people like they matter. And so I have, um, even with my, my son and my grandson, have learned just to validate them. And I think when people feel validated, they, they tend to respond mm. in, it's a form of love and people respond to love even when they don't even know how to deal with it. Yeah. Some people don't know how to feel love. They don't know how to receive love, but they but they respond to it, and so as a result, they they just they just respond. When it comes to my grandson, 
you know, it's it's always been the idea to make sure that he is make sure that he feels validated. Yeah. And yeah. and whatnot. In terms of what's on my heart today, it's just I was sitting at work today and I, I like, all I could think about is what we declare over our own life. So what we say about our own life becomes the conduit of what we live. And so I would just say today that, you know, when you look at the parameters of your life, if they're not the way you would want them to be, think about what you're saying about yourself, even in, even in, um, I would say even in just frustrates, frustrating situations, what are you saying about yourself? Wow. Yeah. Circumstances tend to draw out or bring out what is actually internalized within, within you. Um, and so, yeah, challenging times tend to really shake people up. Now in your experience, extensive experience, um, doing ministry and, um, just working with people, mm-hmm. um, your people person, how do you, how do you work with them or, or how do you keep them encouraged? So, I'm an encourager by nature. So okay. I think that's good. But I think I was having a conversation with someone recently who operates also in the same call that I do and they said that in the prophetic encouragement is the is the is the is basically the root of what it is that we do. And so I grew up in a situation where encouragement wasn't there. Mm. And so my mom by herself would try to always make it a point to make sure that there was encouragement. And if you know anything, anybody that knows anything about growing up in a single family home or a single parent home, then you know that there's a lot of things that are missing. And so because there's a lot of things that are missing, you you just try to manipulate and find your joy somewhere in the midst of that. And then also going through a lot of the pain that I went through, the one thing that – that screamed to me on how to get through those things is when I would periodically hear words of encouragement. So I have utilized that. And my whole theory in mentorship and encouragement is that if I can affect somebody by making sure that I alter their normal, Mm. most people feel like their normal is frustration and going through this and going through that, but I'm going to introduce you to a different type of normal. So that becomes your, your constant normal. And as that becomes your constant normal, you change the way that you think about yourself and you change the way that you think about other people and how they, how they address you. And then you, you start to pursue things that you never thought that you had the opportunity to pursue. Now you said something and I'm, I'm going to, Hopefully, stay there for a little bit. You said constant normal, mm-hmm. um, a normal that people are not used to, mm-hmm. which tells me that um, it, it's a form of transformation that you engage people and your your prayer and your hopes with the work um, that you put in and the words um, is geared toward shifting a mindset. And then, mm-hmm. you know, transforming behavior and uh, focus. So how do you how do you stay true to that in the midst of, you know, p- people sometimes coming to you and saying that, well, it, I can't do it. It's not possible. 
you know, what are you telling me? I, I, there, there's no way it can happen. How do you so sustain? I think the first step in, and it's something that you and I have discussed before. The first step in all of that is earning the right. So I believe that ministry doesn't start when you start preaching at somebody or when you start pulling the Bible out and looking at this. I think ministry starts in the onset of the building of the relationship. So if I can meet you where you're at and gain your trust, then even though it may be difficult for you to understand and receive and process because of everything that's going on in your life, the fact that you trust me is going to, it may not equate to a decision or a result, but it's also going to equate to you. You're not just going to dismiss. So the way that I do that is, and, and I'm not moved by people's resistance. I personally consider it a privilege and an honor for you to resist what I'm saying to you, because then that gives me the opportunity to prove to you that what I'm saying is true. And I prove to you by introducing you to certain facets of my life that you have never encountered that you would never have known mm. because I don't look okay. like what I've been through. Wow. Um, that's right. That's right. And it's, it, it sounds, it looks like God's grace and mercy has um, covered you mm-hmm. um, through, through all your um, life stories and, um, and testimonies. So now in the context of our world today, um, we we notice that it's easy to not to get in a place where you're not content, mm-hmm. uh, a place where uh, you start to doubt God, a place where we are looking for instant gratification. Um, so we don't necessarily want to go through the the process. We don't want to go through and do the hard work and then. And the things that need to be done. Can you share with us uh, what what are ways that we could we could reprogram and rethink or reapproach things um, to get better results or that sustained? So I'm a firm believer in what you say about yourself. So I have this this theory that I introduce periodically, and I say it's just a question. And the question is, who told you that and why did you listen? So many times we hear people say certain things about this, that, and the other thing that has no valid reason. It could be something they heard and then they adopted it, but they don't really pay attention to what it is that they're uttering out of their mouth. So I think the answer lies in the, in, in the tool that's in the center of our ears, and that is our mouth. What we say before the next person hears it, we hear it because our mouth is in the center of our ears. So what we say, our ears hear first. As we begin to say it over and over and over again, then our mind then starts to process what it is that we spoke because we trust our own voice. So then as as that happens, as we continue even from there, mm-hmm. it then no longer becomes a thought. It becomes a resolve. And then when it becomes a resolve, it then goes from there and begins to develop 
into a plan of action. So to answer your question, the way that we get there is we change what it is that we say. If your present reality is not what you want it to be, then you start speaking what it is that you want it to be. And then if you look in scripture, that's a scriptural concept. So we have to speak what it is that we want it, what what we want it to be. Jesus, Jesus spoke when Jesus speaks, things became immediate. And I believe that that can even happen with us. However, when we speak it, we have to continue the process. We can't speak it. And then when situations don't, don't turn out to be what they think we, what we think they should be, we then alter it. We then, when we do that, we then cancel out what we previously said. Wow, that's that's good. I hope listeners out there you're you're learning something from this conversation because God is in the process of working in you and through you and we don't want to cut it short. But we also want to believe in the in the creative power of God's word. And God's word, you know, can never fall to the ground without being fulfilled. And yes. so our our mindset going into conversations, into just our daily interactions should be, God, what is your will for, for us? And then, you know, speak those things that are not as though they were because God moves in those. Now, how how does someone who has been subject to just a lot of negative conversations, um, just toxic, you know, conversation, nothing good. How does someone transition from that space into a space where they now see value in themselves and are able to speak good things to themselves? So I, I use an approach that is that people are visual people. So they're not only visual people, but I also ask questions to stimulate the mind. So one of the questions that I ask when a person, when I know a person has been through certain things and they declare that, I was just asked the question, so tell me, how has that worked for you? Like where you're at, what you're experiencing, continuing to do everything that you're doing, how has that worked for you? And then they say, well, it's not really working. And so then you, so then I use this other, this other tool, this other thing that I say to them is I say, okay, the visual part is when you, if you're overweight and you go to the gym, you go to the gym because you no longer want to be overweight. But when you first start it, it, it's uncomfortable because you haven't been doing it. But then as you begin to develop a routine and you start going along, then your body starts to respond. It's the same way when you speak in the beginning, it's going to seem weird. And I tell people to get in the mirror. So they're looking at themselves talking and they're talking to themselves as though they're a second person in the conversation. Because when they start to do that initially, it's going to seem weird. But eventually 
there, and it's sometimes it's not even that your circumstances actually change, even though I do believe that they do. Most times it's that your, your present mindset about the situation is, is what has changed. And so because that has changed, you then start to see things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a single parent home where there was no hope. My mother didn't have a high school education. I was the first person in my family to graduate high school. Wow. And so. So I know the struggles that are there, but I just decided I wanted more than what those be- that came before me had. Wow. Great, great, great stuff. And I hope I know you're being blessed. And so stay tuned to Isaiah 61. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Pastor Solomon here with uh, Michael Grace. We'll be right back. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Here's a glimpse into how God is using AM980 The Mission for His purposes. About two years ago, I came to faith when my dog passed away. God, He called me. He used that moment, you know, to steer me towards Him. And I listened. I accepted. And um, I took the time. I read the Bible. I I actually used 980 The Mission and all the wonderful programs that they offer to help explain it to me as well. Share your story at 651-289-4434. Welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon. We are at Spirit of Lord Church, 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. And our services are Sundays at 10.30 a.m. And uh, Bible study Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Come and join us um, when you're available because God is moving. And we are stationed and located at a very strategic place where God has called us to be that beacon um, in our community, and there is no way we're going to quit on God. And so God has been, you know, at the center, causing us to be fruitful and to make impact. Um, if you want to donate to us, you can go to SOTLC.org and click the donate button, and you can donate that way. Um, so we are talking here with um, Michael Grace, and I know that this month we're, we're focusing on um, being thankful. Uh, and and one of the things that I want to say to you is that, Michael, the, the Christian community is thankful for you, for the gift that you've allowed um, God to, to, to nurture and, and perfect within you, which, which one of those is to just to encourage people and to help people shift in their mindset. So I want to just say it out there that we're thankful for the gift that you are. Oh, bless the Lord. Yeah, and and continue to walk in that and and allow God to just transform you people one at a time and send you even into the nations to continue to impact. Now, one of the things that I 
I've I've noticed is that in this the current generation, let's say um, most people in their early twenties, um, so late teens to mid twenties, um, have a tough time or challenge with committing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I can even go further to say that there are some even people in their uh, late twenties to mid thirties that also have that issue. Um, and we can, I'm not trying to generalize, but mm-hmm. that's an observation. Um, there are exceptions to that. Now you have been privileged to work with people, um, young men, um, and, um, ladies mm-hmm. around that age. And you see the, the, the challenge. How do you get through to them? Now, you talk about earning the right, Mm -hmm. but then can you peel back the layer a little bit? Yeah, so it's ironic that we're having this conversation because I actually had um, dinner with someone this week that falls into the category that you're describing. And so after you earn the right, what you then do is you, you just encourage them to talk. So me, I'm a, I'm as yourself is I'm an obs and I'm observant individual. So I tend to share what it is that I've observed, and then based on the response that I get, I either maybe hold just back a little bit because maybe they're not really ready, or I just go straight up, straight all the way in. They've already known that I care because I've already made it very clear that I care and that I'm concerned. And I just believe that we just win, win, win everybody one person at a time. And so I just make them feel like they're the most important person. And usually people respond, as I said before, to love. They respond to people that are concerned. They don't understand it at first, but once they get past what they don't understand, and even if they don't fully understand, yeah. people still des- they still have a voice that they need to use. And I encourage them to use their voice. Yeah, and and as we as we look around, we 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 know that there there are ways that we can, as believers, or as churches, ministries, be more effective, mm-hmm. um, and and draw draw people to Christ. Now. Uh, there, are pe- there are different schools of thoughts that you know you introduce a certain way of doing service. Uh, um, you introduce the lights, the the cameras, and all that stuff mm-hmm. is going to attract um, is going to attract a certain group of people. Um, now, sh- just share with us what would it take to be an effective ministry and doing what God calls us to do, to shift mindsets and to transform destinies. So I think what we have to do is we have to realize that these people that we're, that we're ministering to, they're not, they're not us. They're not where we're at. So we have to meet them where they're at. So in in meeting them where they're at, what we then do is we we let them know that their position is validated. And once we let them know that their position is validated, we then enter into a place of their mind and a place of their heart so that we can reach them 
in the perspective that they're in. And so when we, when we, as churches, when we are ministering to people, we have to remember and we have to focus on the fact that we, we're, we're, we're not talking to us. We're talking to somebody that may need our help, but what they need more than our help is our sensitivity. They need our knowledge. They, we have what they need and they have what we want. We want their soul. They, we have their knowledge. So once we got into the perspective of reaching them where they're at and dealing with them for who they are, that some, that means sometimes you got to overlook certain, certain words that come out of their mouth. It means that sometimes you got to, you got to reach them based, not based on what you think about their situation, but based on what they're revealing to you. Because if you show that you're concerned, they'll tell everything. A uh, young man I met just earlier this week, he said, he said, well, I'm just going to be real with you. I said, well, I'd rather you be real with me because otherwise I'm going to be dealing with someone that I don't know. Yeah. So show me who it is that you are so that when I mentor you, I mentor you and not a fabricated perspective of who it is that you presented. Nice. Awesome. Well, those are some great stuff, and I'm glad that you came in the studio. And um, we'll have you back again because we have a lot uh, to pull and draw out of you. So you've been listening to Isaiah 61, uh, sponsored by Spirit of Lord Church. My name is Pastor Solomon Aquaka, and until next time, stay blessed and walk in God's favor and in the fullness of His promises. And know that no matter what you're going through or been through, He's faithful. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.